1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time. It's time for kickoff. Kickoff. Versus the end zone, touchdown. With Wilmer, Esiason, and Mike Valenti. And welcome in week two kickoff with Boomer and Valenny.
2: Boom. Week one, that's as good as it gets. Well, I don't know about if, it, Come on. if it's as good as it gets, but I will say, you know, a lot of games ending in field goals or missed field goals or made field goals. It was exciting. There's no question about that, Mike. But I think now as we get to week two, I think about five major pressure points. And I know we'll talk about this all throughout our show today. But just think about these five people in the NFL as we get ready for week two. And give me your little uh, reaction to what I'm going to say here. Here are my biggest pressure points. Mike McCarthy, he loses Dak Prescott. And a coach is always going to be evaluated whether or not he can win games with a backup quarterback. And I bet you Cooper Rush is going to be his backup for at least five weeks. And I think he'll be the first coach to be fired. They Uh, looked lifeless, Boomer. They did look lifeless. And the interesting thing there is remember who's hanging out there. Mm -hmm. That would be Sean Payton. And I know one thing about NFL football teams. When their fans become angry and they disengage and they stop coming to games because owners can count, they can count how many people are coming to the stadium, the Cowboys are going to have to do something to reignite their fan base once this season comes to an end. How about Trey Lance?
1: Oh, boy. I knew this was coming.
2: You knew this was coming. Just go ahead. Take the lap. Well, of course, Trey Lance played – In a quagmire last week with Justin Fields, it's hard to really truly evaluate those guys. I played in weather like that, and I have to tell you, I probably had very similar statistics. We didn't score a lot of points, but I have to say there were a couple times he had guys open, and he flat-out missed them, and he threw a really bad interception that kind of turned that game around. And then you think about what I was telling you last week. How much longer can Shanahan go along with Trey Lance as the starting quarterback if he's going to play like that?
1: I think this week he might have the most pressure of any single player this week in the NFL. You can't come home zero one look like that again for a team that's Super Bowl or bust. No, I, I completely
2: agree. All right, how about Kyler Murray? You know Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, and we're going to dive into this whole mess out in uh-huh. Arizona and some of the things that Cliff Kingsbury said after a sh- uh, after the game last week. But they're on the road at Las Vegas. And I got to tell you, you talk about a team that looks like it's disorganized and disinterested, the Cardinals looked that way against the Chiefs last week. They were horrible. All right, Ryan Tannehill. Now, a lot of people think, okay, Ryan Tannehill. Why Ryan Tannehill? Oh, I like well, this. Well, they were the number one seed in the AFC last year. Now, Randy Bullock missed the game-winning field goal against right. your Giants last week. I know that. And you were probably sitting at home going, yeah, Boomer was right. Boomer was right. But here's the thing. You know, he's a guy – that now has to go on the road in one of the Monday night games. Remember, we got two Monday night games this week, and they are on the road at Buffalo. You think that's going to be easy for Ryan Tannehill?
1: No, the Bills are one of one. I mean, the Bills are just built different. That's a different task. And you see it, too. I mean, they're just casually giving them 10 points.
2: All right, so that's my kind of take of a few people in the NFL that that are on the hot seat that have the pressure points, and that, you know, we'll know when we get together next week yes. how these guys fared and whether or not the fans are starting to turn on them.
1: Let's add to the list. Let's hit the rundown right now.
2: This is the NFL Rundown.
1: All right, Boomer, we got to start. Thursday night football. Chiefs, Chargers, my takeaway, the Bolts went full Bolts. <laughs> they just <laughs> I take me through it. The last four meaningful scores of the game, Chiefs, talk to me about your chargers. all right
2: my chargers. Well, I do I, listen I picked them uh, they were a four-point underdog so I essentially win the pick but the point being is that Justin Herbert is a very very special player there is no question anybody who watched this game last night saw truly what it looks like to be a big arm strong quarterback that is clearly the face of your franchise and he's one of the top four young quarterbacks in the league so I think we got everything we wanted to get out of them I thought Brandon Staley made a couple of really bad decisions, and one was a couple of times where they crossed the 50-yard line and decided to punt instead of going for it. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, you're playing in Kansas City against Patrick Mahomes. The one thing I do know, and I know this from talking to Frank Reich from Indianapolis, he would say, look, part of my game plan going in against Kansas City is i got to keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes.
1: But the problem is Staley is Mr. Analytics. He's the guy who will pass on a field goal to go up 10, and he'll say, well, math. You you don't get to have it both ways. So you're going to be that guy, be that guy all the time.
2: That bothered me. That's the one area where I didn't like what he did, but I have to say that when you take a look at the Charger defense, and the one thing we were talking about last week was – did they do enough to be able to slow down a cheap offense that now is missing Tyree Kill? I thought their defense played really good they did. last night. They
1: did, and Mac is energized. The yeah. whole thing looks right defensively. Herbert's going to have to be able to bring one of these games from the fire in the fourth oh, quarter.
2: He, well, look, he, he, how many fourth down throws did he make I know, It was crazy. He was crazy. And he also, I don't know how injured he is. It looked like he was really bothered. And we're all assuming it was a rib injury. It could be something else. I don't know. And it those way. are wicked. And we will not know probably until after the weekend. We may hear something o- or over the weekend. Maybe I'll, we'll have it on NFL Today on Sunday. But here's the thing. He is a great, great football player. He's oh, my God. He is, he is like, I would say, he reminds me of Dan Marino. When, when, when Dan Marino used to throw and the way the ball would come out of his hands and how big he is and how big Dan was, he's like this generation's Dan Marino, although he's a little bit more uh, move-oriented than Dan was. But, yeah, that he can move.
1: Yes. Um, number two, I, I just, NFL kickers. what. Wow. <laughs> What? Wow.
2: I just, help
1: me. Uh, what was that last week?
2: Well, I have to say, you know, uh, was it Cade York of the uh, of the Cleveland Browns? They drafted him in the fourth round. Everybody's wondering well, why, why are you drafting a kicker? Why are you drafting a kicker? And all that kid does is go out there and kick, what, a 58-yard field goal to right. win the game uh, against Baker Mayfield and the Panthers. They make you a break you. They do make you a break you. Now, I had Jim Breach when I was in Cincinnati, and Breacher used to be money inside 50. And if we needed a a game-winning field goal, and he had a great Super Bowl, Super Bowl 23 for us, he probably would have been our MVP because we had to settle for field goals in that game. But they, they are truly the guys that end up winning the games. I mean, they're just one part of the game, and it's a very small part. But look at what happened with Rodrigo Blankenship and the Colts. I was surprised. I wasn't because if you watch the game, he kicked two balls off out of bounds. And he gave the Texans great field position. And then he misses a potential game winner. And look what happened with the Bengals. They lose their long snapper. Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, they have one of the best kickers in football. He starts losing his mind. You know, these people are from a different planet, I'm it's, telling you.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you, the whole kicker routine. Yeah. Those dudes are just different.
2: Look, I also play with Nick Lowry as our jet kicker. You know, one of the smartest guys yeah. I've ever played with, but one of the most unique individuals and had a ritual that he had to go through before every kick. And it was like, oh, it was mind-numbing. Just kick the ball. Right, you have one job to do. And anyway, he was very good at it, too. So I, I played with two great kickers, Jim Breach and Nick Lowry, so I do know, uh, in fact, how valuable they could be or how maddening and frustrating they
1: could yeah, be. Yeah, Randy Bullock was surprising as well. Cards, I want to give you this quote. You alluded to it in the pressure points. Cliff Kingsbury, we've just practiced habits. Having a sense of urgency, we have to practice better. Um, part wait, coach. That is your job, right? What did you make of that?
2: Uh, I think it's an extension of what they put in Kyler Murray's contract extension about him having to expect extra time and uh, watching tape and film. you know, It's the quarterback and the coach, and it's the relationship between those two guys that ultimately drive every football team in the NFL. So that's why Brendan Staley is saying the nice things about Justin Herbert after their game against the Kansas City Chiefs. This is why John Harbaugh loves Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. This is why you know Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor in Cincinnati, you think about all of these different uh, relationships, and you have a really confusing relationship to me. I would not have given Kyler Murray the contract extension. I would not have. I would have made him play this year, and I would have said, "Prove it to me that you deserve it." And if
1: specifically he, after November, right, prove it to me.
2: Prove it to me. And if you do, then we'll probably end up having to pay you more than we would have, you know, yeah. if we didn't give you the extension this summer. I I don't like what's going on there. I you know I think they're one of the teams that comes out of the playoffs from last year. And uh, they didn't disappoint me. Uh, no, they did uh, not. With, with their performance against the Chiefs.
1: All right. I'm keeping receipts. I know you talked about it locally. And I got to bring up Sala. I have to. Yeah. What, how do you make that comment? Robert, you're 4-14. Four and 14. What, what are you
2: doing? Well, it gave us a lot of fodder here on WFAN uh, for five days. And it's unfortunate because, you know, when the coaches come here, and you first get to meet them, you like all of them. And every coach that's come through here, we've got the interview, we get to meet them, and we always ask them, do you know what you're stepping into, especially when you're the Jet head coach. And the last Jet head coach that really inspired anybody was Rex Ryan. And he was so brash and so in-your-face that uh, I think Rob Sala is trying to be nice to everybody and then finally just had enough with when after the game being asked about his offense and everybody ripping on Flacco around here in New York. And I always tell the coaches that come here, I say, guys, look, man, it's not any different than any other football team in terms of their fan base and the, the, you know, the criticism that may, that may fall at your feet, but there's so much of it and it's so impassioned and it can get really yeah. nasty. you got to be really careful what you say because we in the media will, will take it apart. And unfortunately for Rob Sala, that's what we did. You know, and that's I would put him also on my was just pressure point you, list. I, is but, this
1: a game you think we look back on? It, not, I hate saying it's a referendum on his tenure, but if they go out and get rolled by the Browns, this is an important week for Robert Sala as Jets head coach.
2: It is because, and I think a lot of the, the the players, at least this week, have said the same thing. You know, and they all are backing their coach right now. I think they really do like their coach. I think they like playing for their coach. And if you watch the game closely enough, you know their defense was pretty damn good. A couple of mistakes in the secondary gave Lamar an opportunity for some big plays down the field. But they shut down the running game of the Ravens, and they were all over them. So their defense is vastly improved. Their run defense is vastly improved. And that defense is going to have to be improved going against this running game that we saw from Cleveland last week against the Carolina Panthers.
0: Selling a little or a lot. up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast.
1: Quick touch point. I know we talked about Lamar, the contract last week. Alleged numbers leaked out, turned down, 133 guaranteed, 250 total over five. What do you make of it? Do you think he betters that deal in the offseason? Well, he,
2: he better better that offseason, off I'm season. asking you. I mean, he wants that guaranteed money that Deshaun Watson got. That's what Good he luck. wants. And I'm and I'm telling you, people around him I I if I were him, I'd be irked at the deal that Kyler Murray signed, yep. and I would be irked at the deal that Russell Wilson signed because there's a moment in time where things can change. For the players, for the good. And the Watson deal was that? And the Watson deal was that as long as other deals reflect that. Right. And the other deals that have come after that have not reflected that, and that's one of the reasons why I think Lamar is like on an Aaron Judge kind of trajectory right now, meaning that, you know, he's bet on himself, and I wouldn't be surprised if it goes on and has a great year and then gets that big contract.
1: Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, I, I, look, you were a quarterback. You were a damn good one. Explain to me how you pay a quarter of a billion dollars to Russell Wilson. You're about to end the game with all three of your timeouts to settle for a 64 yarder on the road. Help
2: I, me. Help I, you me. know, if it were at home and it was McManus and it were in mile high, I could kind of get it because Maybe. he probably would make it. Uh, and he just barely missed it, by the way. I know. Uh, and, you know, he's a rookie head coach. Uh, I don't know who's in his ear. I don't know what analytics person would say, this is what you do here. No one. Now, I know it was third and 15, and, you know, they got the 10 yards, and now it's fourth and five. You know, Russell Wilson does have the license to go to his coach and go, hey, coach, you know, let me take care of this. I'll get this here. And Russell didn't do that. Russell, I think, acquiesced to the decision. And I there may have been a little bit of uh like relief that Russell didn't have to go out and make a fourth and five play. I don't know, uh, but it's the wrong call, 100%, on Nathaniel Hackett's part. So he'll learn.
1: I mean, yeah. But do you ever have a problem when 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 we sit here doing what we do for a living, saying, "Oh well, he's gonna learn." This is the NFL, man. Respect the shield. There's only a finite number of these gigs. You've worked your whole life to be here. You can't figure out
2: down distance and time especially when you have this great quarterback that you just signed in the offseason. And this is why you have signed him. And I was thinking that if they would have went for it on fourth and five and didn't make it, it would have been all on Russell Wilson. Think about that. It's the way it needs to be exactly in the way. It should be. So again, it's Nathaniel Hackett's first real time out there making real time decisions under a pressurized situation. You learn from your mistakes you learn about your team, and again, like I told you last week, we're not going to know all we need to know about all these teams until about five or six weeks into the season. And the same thing goes for all the rookie head coaches. So Kevin O'Connell was great in Minnesota; he looked great, right? And the team looked great. And Justin Jefferson is, you know, looks fantastic. But at the end of the day, it was Nathaniel Hackett that made the wrong decision and took the ball out of his quarterback's hands.
1: Well, let's see if we learned from some of our mistakes. We got some picks coming up. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti.